When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To Game of Thrones 2 Electric Bookaloo. I'm your host, Anthony. This week, historian Ian McInnes, professor of history at the Highlands and Islands in Scotland, joins me to talk about Jon Snow's final days with Lord Mormont. Those two characters, of course, will survive a lot longer in these books, but not together. Then, after my conversation with Ian, I include the first half of our Listener's Fantasy Auction, wherein we draft House of the Dragon characters that will compete for us in Season 2 of House of the Dragon. All right, without further ado, here is Dr. Ian McInnes. Ian, I feel like this Jon Snow chapter gives us, in Corrin Halfhand, someone who is probably the most fervent adherent to the mythology of the old gods. Mm. Like, like it, it, to me, when I read this, I was thinking, oh, this guy believes in the mythology of the North as much as Cat believes in the seven gods or as much as Mel believes in the fire god or as much as <laughs> Aaron Dampere believes in the drowned god. Here we have a character who's like, I want Jon Snark. <laughs> Snark. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I want John, and the reason why I want him is because I think that the gods of the first men will be with that guy. Mm. He's seriously concerned with Mance Raider will take down the wall through sorcery. I mean, this guy, just, there's no doubt about it. He feel he this guy buys into the mythology of of the northern gods in a way that I don't think we've met elsewhere in this narrative mm. yet yeah i suppose i i read it maybe slightly differently i i i wondered if it was just you know that that because of the situation they're going into there is that idea that they need all the help they can get and so you know if there is the potential for some sort of intercession by by the old gods then then yeah it'll be because because john's there with him and so that's a potential benefit but that i suppose it's, it's then the question of does that mean that he's a true believer or is he just hedging his bets and hoping that <laughs> there'll be there'll be some some uh some some help from somewhere yeah i um, think that that works 
But the other thing that I noticed was that, you know, they're having this conversation about how does man's plan to bring down the wall. He's like, oh, well, he's searching for something in the frost fangs. Uh, mm-hmm. And he doesn't mean to go over it. doesn't mean to go under it. He means to break it. Right. He, mm-hmm. he, he wants to create a breach. And Mormon's like, it would take a hundred men a year to do that. Mm-hmm. And he says sorcery. And it does, it's not hedging his bets. Yeah, he's yeah. he thinks that is the only thing that explains the motives of Mance Raider. It has got to be sorcery, and and I feel like we got to find out what it what it is exactly that he's doing. So much so that he's willing to waste fifteen lives, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I I thought I thought he was an interesting uh person to bring in at this point in the story because. Mm. We've met a few other true believers in other religions uh, in mm. this story. And so far, I don't know if we have many true believers in the old gods yet in this book. Mm. Mm. I think I think Corrin as well, I think, is, is a man who knows the North um, mm. far more than, than most of the rest of them. I, I think, you know, you see throughout that the, the the men of the the Night's Watch are mostly men from elsewhere, the, the, because that's the way the Night's Watch works. But they're mostly Southerners. You know, the Knights within their within their group are still thinking in knightly terms of how warfare should work. You know, when mm. they're having that argument about tactics and things, what they should do next. Um, I think I think, but but they're still thinking in practical terms, in in non mythical terms or non you know right magical terms but, but but i think i think half the half and absolutely understands the reality of the north um and i think Mormon does as well um so that that conversation i think is really important but but it's it's then what happens next because if the rest don't believe then that's when things potentially start to fall apart now i was going to ask a question about Scottish politics and myth making in the in the medieval period. My sense is that there were some people who were very superstitious during this period and would make decisions based on superstition. But my uh, I also think that there were probably people that were not superstitious in a way that it would affect their political decisions. And so I'm wondering if you could speak to that. Like what in what role in what way did superstition play into the politics of medieval Scotland? Um I think I mean there's a whole the whole thing to be said about myth making in Scotland as it relates to you know where the Scots come from and what their history is and that goes through that goes through dramatic change particularly because of the wars of independence but I suppose that's that's more about creation myths rather than mystery um, i mean i suppose in in terms of the latter it, it's far more based on on religion isn't it mm-hmm. um and and just you know the, the very real belief that god and or the saints may intercede on your behalf to grant you victory to give you success and that's why you have you know religious banners and indeed religious relics uh, being taken with armies to battlefields you know you, you have 
the 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 various uh, the reliquaries that are taken by Robert Bruce to to the the site of the Battle of Bannockburn to provide that saintly intercession to to hope that it helps bring victory. Now, would would the relics be like a, a skull of a saint, or what what were the relics that they were using? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's possibly the most smaller ones, you know, like a like a finger bone or or that type of thing. But yeah, that that physical um, representation of the saint, you know, that that piece of them, which despite you know being relatively small, still possesses that 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 miraculous potential, um, yeah. and which can then be can be depended upon to provide the, 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 the saints intercession to, to help you and, and, and be on your side. Uh, let me go ahead and read my synopsis of this chapter. We'll talk more about it. As Mormont's company waits for reinforcements from the Shadow Tower, he and his men grow impatient. Differences of opinion grow on matters of strategy and direction. Finally, Corin Halfhan arrives with several wounded men, Corn brings news that his men tracked down several wildlings who have been sent to scout the wall. He questioned one who confirmed the size and strength of Mance Raider's host. Upon Corn's advice, Mormont will send three troops of five men into the mountains to bring word of Mance's sorcery. Corin chooses John to go with the rangers. Uh, so, Ian, what were your key observations about this chapter? Uh, I mean, I think it, this this chapter follows up on on the couple that come before it in terms of John's perspective on things, and and, and very much again reinforcing that uh, image of the unpleasantness of military campaigning. Um, I mean, obviously, campaigning in the north isn't fun with with it being so cold and uh, and 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 uninhabited but um but yeah just just the kind of reinforcement of things even just that that brief description of john getting up you know dusting the dew off his cloak yeah. before putting it on and uh, and then dolorous head complaining in front of the fire about the cold <laughs> and, and wishing he was an egg being boiled and things you know just just uh, just all of this and, and the the deeply unpleasant nature of it that again smacks up against more chivalric tales about what what fighting and what warfare is is meant to be like and yeah there's very real, real <laughs> alternative there's a there's sort of like complaining and complaining there, there's like there's like three different shades of com- complaints <laughs> in this chapter you've got dolores and the head who i think i think he thinks he i think he knows he's funny like he's sort of like <laughs> yeah he says something like uh you know i i i would rather be boiled in you know drowned in warm wine of course you know mm. there are worse ways to die i, I once found a brother who uh, died in a poor vintage, and of course the corpse didn't improve the vintage. And John says, mm. "You drank the wine," and he's like, "Well, <laughs> if, if if you found a dead brother, you would need a drink too." So <laughs> I, I think you know there's sort of that kind of complaining, which you know mm. can kind of have the opposite effect if it is funny, mm. right? It's like gallows mm. humor or whatever. Yeah, but then you also meet these other guys who are like. You know, complaining that Mormont isn't more aggressive. Like we should, we should attack. Mm. Um, and then we, you, you kind of John overhears these other guys that are like, "This is this whole thing's a fool's errand." Mm. Uh, Mormont's lost it. So mm. you know, sort of dissension in the ra- ranks, kind of complaining as well. Anyway, I just thought there are 
appropriate ways to complain and <laughs> and inappropriate ways to complain but but all of these presuppose that campaigning in the snow and the cold <laughs> is just miserable yes um i i think that that point as well about the the, the complaining i think the the the, the knights or, or the the kind of leader figures the ones that are arguing over tactics and strategy uh i think that that's kind of as it should be in inverted commas you know the medieval commanders medieval kings you know the they they would take advice from their commanders and indeed that that's that's supposed to be the right thing to do the right thing to behave you listen to different opinions and then you make a decision so so them providing alternatives i think is is you know again in the commas the right way to do things although mormon not making a decision it has the potential to cause disquiet but yeah that that point about the 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 common soldiers grumbling about things and the potential danger that we have to assume that kind of thing would happen on a campaign because yes uh, that, that's that when you have that many men together with weapons the, the the you know they are always a potential danger and if they get unhappy then the danger increases um, but yeah it's what mormon potentially does about that and i suppose it doesn't really get tested but but it does it does reinforce the the dangers of military campaigning the, the, you, you can't assume that your soldiers are all with you um and you know we've seen before that the the, the night's watch are, are not exactly particularly uh, given to to good behavior all the time due to the various ones who flee, despite the fact that we know they're going to get killed if they do. So, yeah. It reminded me. I don't know if you've seen uh, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, mm. That you know, it's a Tom Hanks joint, basically. But uh, have you seen that movie? I have. Yes, a long, a long time ago. Okay. Well, there's this one scene that's kind of great where uh, Tom Hanks is explaining. In the in the proper chain of command, complaints go up. Yeah, like you complain to me, and then I complain to my superior, and then he complains to his. So I, you'll never catch me complaining, you know, in the downward direction. Mm. I only complain, you know, to to my superior officer. So anyway, that, it, it, it's a great little. Uh, I, I suppose it's a great little window into. The chain of command, I suppose. Mm, yeah. Um, I, I think that in this chapter, John does represent something of that Arthurian figure, because, like I mentioned, like Corin comes into camp, and he immediately sizes him up. Like you're a Stark. Mm. I heard you have a wolf. And and then it, it ends with Corin saying, I'm going to take him with me. Mm. And it's almost as if Corin has this sense that this kid is more than meets the eye. Mm. So, in other words, John is kind of hidden in plain sight, but he's all potential. And Corin happens to be one of the few people that can see John's potential. Mm. And my sense is that the reason why he can see John's potential or thinks he can is because he really believes the mythology around the Starks. You know, there must always be a Stark in Winterfell. And uh, if we're going to save the North, we're going to have to get the Starks involved. 
so anyway, I just feel like this guy has this mythological infrastructure that allows him to see the potential in John, even though he is kind of still just this boyish figure. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose John does have that throughout, doesn't he? Um, you know, that that despite him being the the illegitimate son, despite him being stashed away in the family and and junior to 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 the rest of them because of his birth, that he he's always there to to be picked out and to to achieve something more. But then I suppose that's what Martin's deliberately constructing, isn't it? Because he know, he, right. he knows what he should know, what he, what his ultimate. Uh, uh, success is going to be or, or whatever um yeah i think um i think that it comes back to that point again that half hand seems does seem to know what he's doing um I, and so yes perhaps does spot something but you have to say mormon probably did too uh, you know he has taken john on as he's as his steward right that, that's a very very clear uh um show of his support of john and his belief in john that he he keeps him close and and depends on him to an extent so yeah it's kind of continuing that 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 kind of strand isn't it so one of the things that um is suggested and this is uh by thorin smallwood is that the proper thing to do would be to sneak up and attack on mance raider's host which seems to be several thousand strong with 200 mounted, you know, men of the night's watch. Hmm. Is this suicide? I mean, I'm just, (laughs) is it, I mean, is there any world in which 2000 mounted troops could sneak up on a host of several thousand and not be completely taken down i mean i think the way he describes it though is telling you know that that idea of you know um, um the, the the sheep can get easily dispatched by you know a small number of a, a large herd of sheep can get dispatched by a, a small number of wolves it's it's emphasizing the quality of the soldier as he sees it anyway and and thus the lack of quality of the enemy and I suppose it, what we get from a snapshot of that discussion is, is, and as is put to him as well, that that you know there are there are those within that flock of sheep who are far more dangerous, and, and that, that him just lumping them all into one group of well, you know, they're just wildlings, they're all rubbish. Um, we'll we'll defeat them with ease, no matter how few we are, uh, is itself a, a misconception and a misunderstanding. Uh, but he's also very obviously overemphasizing the quality of the troops. That are with the Knights Watch. Yes, he might be a a knight, and there may be other knights and former knights amongst their number. But there's also any number of you know former criminals and and very low quality. Oh, or soldiers. people like so, Sam, right? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and people like Sam. So, 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 yeah. He's 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 underestimating the enemy. He's over exaggerating his own side, and 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 I think that that reinforces the fact that he has a an idea of how it should go, but that doesn't mean it will. Of course, that, that doesn't mean that these things aren't possible, although the only example that I'm, I'm, that's coming to mind at the moment is um, the Knights Templar during the Crusades period. They, they do get into a battle at one point where they're, they're in exactly that kind of situation, and they charge into the thick of it, um, 
content in the quality of themselves as soldiers and their armor and everything else. And of course, they get wiped out. Um, so, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's not perhaps the best comparative example. Well, I mean, the the analogy that uh, Thorin uses is that he's like, well, you know, you send two hundred wolves in among you know ten thousand sheep, you see, you see what what's going to happen here. Um, so yeah, I mean, he just, he just has this, I think, unrealistic view of the quality of the men of the night's watch. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, I think that Mormont probably is right not to take this guy's advice. Yeah, I think again he he will you know he'll let him speak. He'll want to hear what he has to say, but but the decision is his. And obviously, even even others amongst the Night's Watch see that as a as a rather daft idea. Um, just just as you were talking there, it occurs to me as well that 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 advice is also completely ignorant of you know he makes the comment of it being oh, that, that, that half the half the army is like women and things. Uh, but as we'll come to see with someone like you greet, um, wilding women are not to be trifled with either. Yeah. Um, so, so there is that. That's right. That's that's exactly right. So there's this. Uh, there's the. I think implicit there in in the suggestion is there's this contingent among the Night's Watch, and I don't know how big it is, but there's there are folks who just are believers in the the cause of the night's watch. And I think when Corn shows up, you really get the sense that he's got this idea of a noble death. Mm. And he even says like, well, it, it, it might be a death sentence to wait here and face Mance head on. But uh, if we do that, it will be dying for the realm and we'll be giving our our brothers at the wall a bit more time and you know in other words he views certain kinds of death in battle to be honorable mm. and i i don't think that you i really don't think you can create an army without people like this yeah i i think again i suppose it comes back to the practicalness of 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 the half hand you know that comment of why if if we have to give our lives then it gives more time to our brothers back at the wall to prepare you know that there is an innate practicality in that um but but yes absolutely that there is that that idea of the good death that 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 dying in the in a cause and i think that's that's an important element to it that he sees you know the night's watch as a calling almost and that that dying in that cause is no bad thing if it's for a greater good uh, and there is a there is almost a quasi religious element to that as well i suppose um but but yeah again it also it also speaks to a kind of chivalric style thinking of you know dying in battle dying with your armor on dying facing the enemy and and fighting for the right reasons uh, it, it, it is a noble end uh, and i think that that kind of belief should be unsurprising amongst a warrior culture uh, because it gives you solace if you're going to go into battle knowing that that, that you know, at least you'll have a, a positive outcome even if even if you die in it in your post life because you've 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 died fighting for the right reason yeah i think that that's an interesting 
I'm surprised we don't have more of these characters because I feel like it almost is sort of this default setting that underlies the chivalric life or the, mm. the uh, value mm. system. Um, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, we meet so many cynics in this world or, you know, so, <laughs> yes. so many sort of real politic, you know, masterminds or people who are, you know, trying their best or people that, you know, they like cat, they, they just want whatever outcome will bring her children home or something like that. Mm. Um, Every now and again, though, we will meet someone like Brienne or we'll meet someone like Corrin Halfhand who's like, that's what I'm devoting my life to. And if it ends mm. in battle, then maybe that's even for the better. You know, they're going to sing songs about me or something like that mm. if, if that happens. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I meet so many cynics in these in, in these on these pages yeah. um, that someone like Corrin Halfhand kind of really sticks out to me. Yeah, I, I do think that's very deliberate on Martin's part, though. I, I do still think that, as we discussed before, I, I think he does lean on the negative side of, of anything kind of chivalric and things. And and those those who are held up as, as potentially uh, uh, representative of a, a more positive kind of vision of of, of, of chivalry or warrior culture are, are then often treated abysmally. You know, they're killed or <laughs> they are mistreated and, and suffer appallingly in part because of it. Um, whereas those who are just negative and, and, and who treat things in a very practical way, but, but not from a positive sense um, are, are the ones who get off with it are the ones who are doing the mistreatment. So, <laughs> so yeah, Corn half and ends up dead at the end of it. He ends up, it happens to what what he what he describes effectively, and and indeed sacrificed, you know, by John himself. <laughs> yeah, is, I mean, he does set it up. I mean, Martin Martin seems yeah. to be setting this up for this is yeah. the kind of person who will who believes in the cause so wholly, so entirely that he will give his life, uh, you know, without without a second thought. Which of oh. course brings me to my next question. Does Corin does Corin Halfhand have this in mind all along? Does he think that maybe our best hope is to have someone assassinate Mance Raider? And I'm gonna bring a group of people north and I'm gonna die for the cause and hopefully get someone undercover in, in Mance Raider's <laughs> army. Or is that something that he just comes up with on the fly? Uh, is this something that he is this some strategy that he's not sharing with Mormont? Is my question. Mm. Um, I suppose my natural suspicion would be that he's not necessarily looking that far ahead. Um, I mean, it, it would also perhaps run slightly counter to what we've been discussing, although it, it would reinforce the practical side of him. Um, and yes, that that belief in the cause and and potentially dying for it. But I suppose it's whether you then consider. You know, assassination of an enemy to be the right way to to behave in mm, that. In that, that's regard. a good point. Um, but but I think also I, I think you know he 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 is fleet of foot. He is adaptable, and so yes, when when they are captured by the wildlings, I think he perhaps sees an opportunity then. Certainly, an opportunity to to get John within because he does say to Mormon, you know, so, you know, even if even if I'm killed, someone will come back out of the frostfangs to tell you what's going on. Um, so, so I mean, perhaps he sees John then 
with the opportunity to gather more intelligence, but also with the wherewithal to to get himself out again and, and to get back to to his brothers and the Night's Watch to tell them what the hell's going on uh, when he has the opportunity. Yeah, you're you're right. It's a good point. Like I think I had probably didn't consider that the the notion of a, of winning a war by by way of assassination would be considered you know dirty play, right? Mm. To some, anyway, maybe not to all. <laughs> yeah, certainly not to Stannis. Um, no. <laughs> all right, another another little bit of conjecture here, uh, which will require a little bit of uh, magical speculation. Uh, does Sam have a magic horn? <laughs> yeah, it, it's such a it's such a fleeting mention, isn't it? Um, I suppose it's all very introductory here. Even even the descriptions of the dragon glass dagger and, and the arrowheads and things—it's all speculative because John doesn't know what they're for, and, and nobody else does. Although, of course, it will become apparent to us as time goes on. Um, so, I, I suppose it's that kind of foreshadowing potentially. Um, but, but. I don't. I don't know off the top of it. Uh, I can't remember actually. Is it? Is it meant to be a magical horn? I don't see. This is a good question. I we, <laughs> I, as far as we know, there it was only there to hold a bunch of dragon glass or whatever. But um, mm. we know that there are magic horns in this world, and this is a very oh. um, horn centric chapter. It begins with the blowing of a horn, and oh. Uh, oh. We, you know, there's there's talk of. You know the the magic horn, or you know, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's an interesting. Um, it's a, it's a little, I don't know, little treasure that's kind of hidden in the story. Uh, is you know, could it be a, a horn that takes down the wall? Could it be a horn that could oh. bind a dragon? Is it some other kind of horn? I mean, um, we know that this is a world with magic horns, and <laughs> this particular horn seems to be useless. Uh, but I think John kind of finds it in a magical way in the previous chapter, you know, ghosts kind of leads him to this spot where it's buried. And we know that dragon glass has sort of a magical property in this world. So, um, I also, I wanted to also call out that, uh, Mormont's Raven has a few things to say. (laughs) <laughs> uh he says he the, the the raven yells something and then yells waits two times <laughs> and then yells die five times so i think most of the time when i hear what these birds say i think eh could be nothing at all but in this case something waits and then die <laughs> five times it sounds like a warning yeah. Uh, to me, anyway, I thought that that was worth noting. See, I I missed that altogether. So. <laughs> I've been kind of whenever I I I've been trying to pay attention to what the, what the birds say in, in these chapters. Uh, inter- introductions in this chapter, we hear about Rattle Shirt, Harma <laughs> the Dog's Head, the Weeping Man, Lark, the Sister Man. Eben, and uh, then notable departures. We hear that Alfin Crow Killer, 
who's just been introduced, has been killed himself. Um, so these are just sort of, I guess, introductions to formidable wildlings that you know are going to cause them a problem. Mm. Uh, by way, you know, either by way of sort of rumor or, uh, or is, is this just a way to kind of bring a little bit of texture to wildling culture before John actually meets any mm. honest to goodness wildlings? <laughs> um, show differences. I thought it was interesting that John finds the dragon glass, and I thought it was interesting that. The book is a little bit more patient to show how much war is about waiting mm. and getting bored because yeah. he's got the time to craft these, you know, this obsidian into daggers and to give them as gifts to people waiting. You know, you just get the sense that there's not a whole lot to do on this mountain. Yeah. So as they're waiting, what, you know, what, why not? Why not take this this uh, dragon glass and create little daggers out of them or something? They just like that. Uh, that, of course, not in the show. No. Uh, to, to follow up on that, just briefly as well, I think also, obviously, they're camped out here on the the fist of the first man. But but the whole point of them going north at all in the first place is to try and work out what's going on, to try and seek out. Manchester's army, they hear about it, um, but they never see it. And, and I think it's, it reinforces that point that, you know, armies don't just turn up at a prearranged point and fight, although that could happen. Um, but, you know, you have to actually physically go out and locate the enemy. Um, and considering the, the sheer scale of the North, it's no mean feat for, for the for the, the Night's Watch. And it, it's obviously a long process and and you know, they, they don't find the army or, or the, 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 obviously John does at the end, but, yeah. but through, through less um, normal means. Right. Right. And I, in terms of departures, um, you know, Corin departs uh, with John. Hmm. Uh, we would assume at the end of this chapter, even if off page. And I think that this is the end of the John and Mormont relationship. Yeah. Uh yeah. I don't think that John and Mormont ever see each other again after this. Yeah. And a and a, a, a large interruption to the John and Sam relationship as well. That's right. That's right. You noted in your notes that um there was a difference between the show and the book in terms of John's selection to range north. Gonna be more organized than before, more disciplined. More like us. So we need to be more like them. Do things their way. Sneak in, kill mans, and scatter them to the winds before they can march on the wall. And to do that, we need to get rid of those lookouts. It's not a job for 400 men. I need to move fast and silent. Parker, Stone Snake, Barber. Lord Commander, I'd like to join Lord Corrin. I've been called lots of things, but that might be my first Lord Corin. <laughs> a steward, Snow, not a ranger. He fought and killed a white. How many rangers can say that? He's the one. Aye. He killed a white. You also let an old man beat your bruddy and take your sword. <laughs> Praster. Well, in the boy's defence, that's a tough old goat. 
I could take up John's duties while he's gone, my lord. It'd be no trouble. I hope you make a better ranger than you do a steward. Yeah, I think that the, John has given more. Well, Mormon, I think, digs his heels in a bit more in the show. Um, in terms of saying, well, no, he sh they shouldn't go. Uh, and so John then has to do a bit more in the way of arguing and or pleading to go with half-hands. It's, it's not quite as straightforward. In, in the book, it's just, um, you know, he asks John if he wants to go, and John says yes, and, and Mormon relents. It, it's a bit more involved in the TV show, and, and whether that's just to, you know, build up the character a bit more, trying to emphasise his his bravery or, or what have you, but, but yeah, it just seemed a bit more detailed than the book was. Yeah. Right. Ian, thank you for your time today. Thank you very much. Evan, would you give a brief synopsis to those listening? What it is we're doing today? Sure. Put me on the spot there. Um, <laughs> So, always, so I do this with Steve all the time. Yeah, Just yeah. put him on the spot. And if he bungles it, then he looks bad. Perfect. That's... Um, yeah. So we are doing the House of Dragon fantasy draft today. Well, I guess we're doing one half of the participants. We'll be um, drafting. We're calling them point scorers. Um, we're also because... calling this draft an auction. Just Oh, excuse people. me. You're correct. It is It is a fantasy auction. So think uh, fantasy. Any, you've been involved in a fantasy football auction. Um, before um, we're going to be picking teams that are made up of one character that is loyal to team green one character that is loyal to team black a flex character uh, a stranger um, one dragon and then three phrases that if characters were to say for example my lord you would get a set number of points uh, welcome gerard i think that the gang is all here now uh, so I have welcomed a few of people that I've met along the way, uh, people I've met by email, people I've met because they're my sibling. Say hello, Tara. Tara is going to be our master of coin, and uh, she's going to be doing some, uh, she'll be keeping track of numbers on a spreadsheet, and I hope that you all have access to that spreadsheet because it may be helpful. And then, of course, I've invited my co-host, Steve, to be our auctioneer today. And I might say a little bit more about uh, this draft, but I thought maybe we could just toss it to Steve. And Steve will go ahead and let us know what our bid order is going to be. Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, we have randomized uh, the bid order. Um, I have done this uh, in a very scientific way. I went and I went onto a virtual dice site. I rolled the die to give me the number of randomizations that I would then put all of your names into. So that way we don't just do one and done. It rolled a six. Uh, my dogs uh, are here. They They witnessed it. You may question my integrity, but you may not question theirs. <laughs> Uh, rolled a six, so I put your names in the order that it was in the email that I received, which was alphabetical by first name. Put it in a randomization. I did six randomizes, and this is our order. And this is uh, not even Anthony knows this. So, but number one pick 
The number one auction bid will go to Gerard. Gerard, let's hear what your house name and house words, please. Yes, so my house name is House Chrome, and my words are, in radiance we rise. Love it. Very good. Second pick will go to Anthony Ladon. Mm. Uh, I am house uh, placebo in a gazebo. Our house words are, we are here to make friends. Uh, number three, David. I am house of the dogs. My house words are strength through unity, honor through victor- victory for the red and black endures. Or goes to Fran. So I am uh, the gridiron throne, and the uh, the words are not for long. <laughs> Fifth pick goes to Steve Barnes. My house oh, is yeah. uh, house sweet leaves. I don't remember my house words. I'm looking frantically for them now. That's typical <laughs> of house sweet leaves. I'll tell you what house sweet leaves words are. Thank you. Uh, house sweet leaves. I've got it right here. I hope it's funny. Um, no, it's not, but it, it, it is a house <laughs> at rest is blessed. Um, those are several words strung together. Yes. That's a what house at rest is blessed. Yeah. Yes. And I just want to welcome laugh, love. <laughs> I just want to also welcome David from the lore hounds. I invited David to, uh, to join us and just make snide remarks at, <laughs> at us and what we're wearing, what we look like are, our bad decision-making, and just general nerdiness. Thank you for being here, David. No worries. I think I'm doing some stuff with this tomorrow too, right? So yeah, Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. All right, Steve, who's next? And number six, Evan. Hello. Uh, my house is uh, House Clubby McClubfeet, and our words are, we do not tell. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Yeah, you got a little giggle from Steve. That's that means <laughs> that's something. all I was going for. <laughs> Very good. Is that it? Is that our whole crew? That's not. Don't say it like that. that that's, yeah, that's it. That's it. Everyone has. All right, so we can begin, right? Sure. All right, let's all right. let's get one name off the board, and then we'll introduce a, a few of these uh, particulars for the listening audience. All right. So the opening bid goes to a drop. All right, well, I'm going to start off with phrases. So in the category of phrases, my first phrase is going to be the realm with 40 stags. 40 stags. So we have 40 stags for the realm in the phrases category. Dang, that's a good, that's a, that's a really 45 good 45 stags, please. Oh, man. Yeah, 45. That's a phrase that could be uttered, I don't know, like nine times an episode, right? Yeah. I'm going to raise that to 50 unless anyone else. <laughs> Up to 50. I had, this is going awry. <laughs> I had no idea that this was 55. Wow. 55. Oh, Anthony, <laughs> are you going to continue to filibuster or we're going to actually start bidding here? All right? I'm, I'm just amazed. Who, who would have thought that a phrase would get 45? Or where are we? I've never, I've never seen color commentary at an auction draft. Pipe down. <laughs> are we at 55? Is that where we're at? All right. Looking at the clock. We have 55 for the realm going once. All right. I'm going to do 60. 60. It is at 60. This is this is wild. That's too rich for my blood. Ooh. Thought it was pot committed. All right, I'm looking around here. 60 for the realm going once. 60 going twice. Sold to Gerard. 60. So exciting. All right, I'm up, Steve. You are up, Anthony. In the category of Team Black, 
I'm going to propose Damon Targaryen for 75 stags. All right, Damon Targaryen for 75 stags. Anybody want a piece of that action? I'll go 80. 80. All right, Fran's coming in with 80 for Damon. I'll go 85. 85 to Anthony. Arguably the CMC of the... uh, (laughs) What do we do? If you mean bound to be injured at any point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I guess CMC does get up. Do I get him? Too rich for me. I'm out on 85. 85 was where we were at. Going once, going twice. Anthony's got himself some Damon. Just take a quick break here and tell our listeners what the general rules are for this game. So clearly we're drafting characters. The characters can earn points by simply being on screen. They can earn more points for eating on screen or uh, drawing a weapon on screen. We've got a whole list of actions that you can get points for. In addition to that, you can get points for your character saying an approved phrase. We've got a list of approved phrases and then if your character says a phrase that you own the rights to, you're going to multiply those. So that's really kind of one of the big ways to earn a lot of points in this league. And then the other thing is dragons. You get 20 points if your dragon breathes fire. So that's kind of the gist of it. There's a lot of other intricacies here and there, but that is the general idea of our uh, fantasy league. And with that, I'll pass it back to Steve. All right. Next up, David. All right. I guess I'm going to go in the green category. Auto Hightower, 35 stacks. All right. Auto for 35. Anybody want a piece of that action? I'll take 40. All right. Steve's coming in with 40. Coming in hot. 45. 45 on auto. I'll go 50. Okay, 50. We're at 50. Warwick could even break that 45 tie. Anybody going to go higher than 50 for auto? Punch the numbers. 50 going once. I'll go 55. Oh, 55. David comes in with 55. 55 is the number. (laughs) Evan's getting pensive. 60. That look. 60. We're at 60. Okay. Otto Otto talks a lot, but does he do a lot? That's my question. You know what? You're just you're just in here just (laughs) causing all kinds of problems. This is this is the kind of trash talk to expect all season long. All right. We're looking at 60 for Otto. 60 going once. 60 going twice. 60 sold. Congratulations. All right. Sold to who? Oh, to Evan. Okay, thanks. All right, Fran. Uh, Gridiron Throne is going to propose uh, the bidding for Team Green, uh, Queen Allison Hightower. And I'm going to start the bidding uh, at 30. All right, 30, 30, 30. For, 30 for Queen Allison. Anybody want a piece of that? 35. 35 to Steve. I'll go 70. 70. Ooh, wow, here it comes. About. I'll take 75. Woo! 75. Now I'll take coming. 80. 80. Mm-hmm. We got them shaking off. 80. 80 going once. 80 going twice. Sold. Sold to who? 
Anthony. Anthony. And how much was it? 80. Okay. 80. Take a look. And Evan, you got um, auto for 60, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, great. Very exciting. All right, Steve. Bid is yours. Yes. For uh for team black, I will take the black queen for 50. Black queen for 50. We'll go up to uh 75 there. 75, 75 to, to Fran, gridiron throne. 75. Sure. 80. 80. Oh, I got a I got an 80 I'll take 85. Break. 85 to Steve coming in. He's not even gonna wait for the tie break. I'll take 90. 90 to Fran. Do you dug on 95? 95 for Steve. 95 South. My sense is that this is the character with the most speaking lines for the second season. I'll go 100. 100 to Fran. I like what we're seeing here. I do not like 100. Triple digits. 100 going once. 100 going twice. Sold. Red Iron Throne. Bran, was that your first winning bid? It was my first winning bid. Uh, she was at the top of my uh, my team green. Oh, Power man. So. You're looking real good on this. <laughs> 100 for Queen Rhaenyra. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. All right. Six. Evan. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bid in the phrase category. And I'm going to bid... Uh, Hand of the King, and I will start at 35. 35 for Hand of the King phrase. I like that for 40. 40 to Steve. I'll throw out 45. 45 to Gerard. 50. 50 to Steve. 50 going once. 50 going twice. Sold to Steve. The phrase Hand of the King. Anthony, did you establish when it comes to the order here? Are we just going right back to one, or are we are we actually incorporating Snake in the option? Let's. I'll leave that to you. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm confused. Uh, I believe this is a sea snake trap. We will. Yeah, we will. We will sneeze. Sea snake, and here we go. So that means Evan, you get your back on. Here we go. Okay. Uh, wasn't expecting that. All right, that's fine because I'm a quick feet. Um, I'm going to go back to phrases and I am going to go with small council and I'm going to bid 30. 30 for the phrase small council. Wheels are turning. All right. 30 clean. for small count. Was that a bid, Steve? Oh, no, I was saying that was nice and clean. Yeah, yeah. 30 going once, 30 going twice. 30, small council for Evan. I should have bid 20. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, I hate son. this game. I hate <laughs> this game. <sighs> All right, that brings us to Steve. Steve now with the bid. I'll go for Team Green. And I would like to take uh, King Aegon the second. I'll go 55 on the guy. 55 for King Aegon. I'll go 60. 60 to Fran. 65. 65 back to Steve. 65 for King Aegon going once. 65 going twice. 
Sold to Steve for 65. Hell yeah. My man. Oh, I'm sorry. Repeat how, how much did I bid, friend? 65? 65. Okay, cool. Like King Aegon II, Steve B just spilled his seed out the window. <laughs> just another day, you know. <laughs> Fran, you're up. Uh, uh let's go with uh let's go down to phrases. And um I'm gonna open up the big the bidding here for Blood of the Dragon. We're gonna go with 15. 15 here. 15 for the phrase Blood of the Dragon. 15 for Blood of the Dragon going once. 15 going twice. Sold to Fran for 15. Blood of the Dragon. The phrase. All right, David. We're going to go Team Green. Prince Aemon Targaryen for 50. All right. Prince Aemon for 50. 50 going once. 50 going twice. I'll go 55. 55. Sneaking there in with friend there. There you go. Now we have some action here. Great value. Last minute, 50, dude. 55 for King Aemon. Here we go. What do we got? 60. 60 from David. Yeah, I don't think I can go higher. I'm the only one without anybody on the board yet, so I've got all the stats. <laughs> 60 going once. 60 going twice. Sold to David. King aiming for 60. All right, Anthony. What do you got? I'm going to suggest the phrase Iron Throne for five silver stags. Iron Throne for five. I'll, I'll take go that. With 10 there. I'll go 15. I'll go 20. 20. Who had 20? Gerard. So I said 20. I don't know. Oh, Gerard with 20? 25. Throne. 25 to sleep for the Iron Throne. I'll go 30. All right, 30. 30 for the Iron Throne. 35. 35 to Steve. I'll go 40. 40 to Gerard. 40 going once. 40 going twice. 40 sold to Gerard. Iron Throne. How we doing, David? Does this, uh, do you have any uh, sense of who's doing best, who's doing worst? Well, I, so when I put my board together, I kind of gave them all letter grades, and you're the only one with two A's on the board right now. So I like your spot, but also uh, you're running a little low on stags. This is part of the problem. Part of the problem. <laughs> part of, there's a few people whose opening bid was too rich for my blood. Yep, and the phrases, I, uh, the, the, the cost of those are all over the place, and there's and, a lot of phrases, so it's uh, calculated risks. And uh, now the other David, any sense of... Uh... How we're doing here? Yeah, I think the uh, economy of scale here is really interesting. So people went hot, and now I think you were the first one to do a lower bid on that. Or was it who? I started at five, the five dollar, yeah. five stag bid. Yeah. So uh, everybody, I think people are being really strategic and considering. Uh, it seems like everybody's got a little bit of a game plan here, and they're kind of sticking to it. I don't see a lot of hot action going on. I'm a little bit intimidated Sorry. by Fran. I feel like he's owned me so far. <laughs> I don't like that. I want to. I want to lay in the weeds here. Don't 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 look at me. 
<laughs> it's exactly <laughs> it's exactly why I'm afraid of you. <laughs> All right, let's get back to this, Steve. All right, Gerard, what do you got for us? All right, I'm going to bid on a member of Team Black. Um, I'm going to go with Jaceries for 30 stags. 30 for Jaceries. I'll play with that. 35. 35, Steve. I'll go 40. 40 to Gerard. Yeah, same. 45. 45 to Steve. I'll do 50. 50 to Gerard. Mm -mm. This is where we get it. Oh, I'll be broke. So, yeah, you got it. <laughs> 50 going once, 50 going twice. Sold to Gerard. You broke the man. All right. We snaking. Gerard, you're up again. All right. I'm going to go with a phrase and I'm going to put 10 stags on the red keep. And for red keep. I'll go 15. 15 to Evan. 15 going once, 15 going twice, sold to Evan, 15 for the red keep. All right, Dr. Ladon. I'm going to throw out a dragon. Sorry, one second. How much did the red keep go for? 15. I'm going to throw out sheep stealer for one silver stag. Dragon sheep stealer for one stag. There you go. That's choice. Oh, it's a good one. $1 going nobody, once. Nobody wants someone, to go for no, it. Someone save me, please. <laughs> $1 going twice. And Anthony stole the sheep stealer. One good bargain. Good bargain. It's going to be a whole right. episode around sheep. We're all screwed. Where right. I find out that Anthony has the screeners. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I hate my team. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it so much. There's the one episode where Sheep Stealer just speaks so much. <laughs> All right. David, you're up. Was that All the right. first one with no second bid? Yeah, so, it was a buck. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. That was good. All right. I'll stay in the dragons and go with Caraxes for 10. Want another dragon, Anthony? Yeah, I'm going to go 11 on this one. 11. What happened? Increments of five. <laughs> I got poor. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, Anthony, was Sheep Stealer a phrase or a dragon? Uh, it's the name of a dragon. So you can't have a second dragon, right? I can put him in the category of stranger. Okay, got oh. it. You can put it anywhere he wants. It just may not matter. Make no points for him. <laughs> so, yeah, I so said 11. Yeah, and there was a 12, right? 12 for Caraxes. I'll go 15. 15 for Caraxes. 20. 20. I'll go 22. 21. Somebody said 22, right? Correct. I'll go 23. Yeah, tw 23 to Anthony. 25. 28. To 28 to Evan. 30. 30 to Evan. <laughs> Anthony's after it. 35. Spend those stags. 35 to Evan. 36. 36. Death by a thousand paper cuts over there. I'm out. 37. 
Anthony. I take him right up to his 44 that he has remaining. <laughs> 40, it. 43, Anthony. 43. I, I do believe today, I'm out. <laughs> 43 going once. 43 going That's twice. That's fine. I got Sheep Stealer. <laughs> Sold to David. Trade you uh, Caraxes for Sheep Stealer. Straight up. Straight up? <laughs> to think about it, can you can you trade like add some stags and in, in uh, you can? I don't think I'm gonna have many left though. But all right, we're back to Fran. I'm gonna go uh, to the greens. We're gonna go Sir Kristen Cole, and I'm gonna go with uh, thirty. Thirty for Sir Kristen Cole. I'll go thirty-two. Thirty-two to Evan. I'll go 35. 35 to Fran. 36. 36 to Evan. Let's go with a clean 38. 38. Fran. 38 going once. 38 going twice. Sold to Fran. So Kristen Cole for 38 stags. All right, Steve. The floor is yours. I'm going for Team Black here. Lady Rihanna will go for 25. 25 for Lady Rihanna. 25 going once. 25 going twice. Sold to Steve for 25. Actually getting a team together now. Okay. All right. That brings us to Evan. Okay. I'm going to try and finish out my phrases. Um, and I'm going to go with my slash your grace. I'm going to put 25. 30. 20, 30 for my slash your grace. Damn. 35. 35 to Evan. 37. 40. 37 to Ooh, 40. 42. 42 to Fran. Yeah, Fran, how <laughs> you got all these stacks, man? <laughs> 45. Oh. 45 to Steve. It's a solid phrase. Anthony's out of the bidding. Yeah, this was at the top of my list. 45 going once. 45 going twice. What value? 46. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait. All right, so auctioneer, <laughs> make the ruling. It's a tough one because I was it was at so. It was before <laughs> old. <laughs> and technically it has you have to get the old out. Okay. So mm. if you can get it in during the actual word sold. All right. So, so who Evan. has the Cut who the has the lead pads? bid then? <laughs> I have 46, Evan. 46 to Evan. And if that stands, I'll go 47. I can enjoy that phrase. Thank you. 47 going once. 47 going twice. So will the 47 with the phrase. Tara, am I broke? <laughs> to Steve. For Steve. Let me put that in real quick. 47 for a phrase. And you have 23 left. Rich man. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do we, we want to do a little pause for a second so I can kind of get people caught up in case you're having a hard time keeping track, right? So, David, right now you have uh, 107. Uh, Evan, you have 105. 
Fran with 57, Gerard with 60, Steve with 23, and Anthony with 44. Do you guys want to add more coins? Um, since this is the first time you're doing this, does it seem like this no. is too low? You're going to stick with the No, I feel like 10? that's unfair now. No. We add four no. <laughs> yeah, give me more coins. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take more. Four yeah. More people people then, have yeah. made decisions based on their on their coin. and um, That's right. <laughs> and in case you guys were wondering, in the Ladon family, like who has grace and who doesn't <laughs> i do i do like the idea that our master of coin is a little bit shady with the numbers <laughs> kind of doing the little finger approach to the the, the books because, here i mean 210 is such an odd then? number why not 250 let's, let's 210 bring i'm glad you asked 210 is the amount of silver stags it takes to make one gold dragon oh, in that's right. the world oh. of game of thrones that's an incredible fun fact. Yeah, it is. I had a gold dragon at one time. Damn it. Could have just been gone all in. <laughs> I mean, why do one move. gold dragon when you can have one sheep stealer for one one <laughs> one two hundred tenth of the price? <laughs> the thing about getting a dragon is as soon as you get it off the lot, it depreciates. And so I yeah. feel like like now my dragon is worth like about a copper, you know. <laughs> All right, let's let's keep this rolling then, Steve. All right, Evan, you're back up. Okay, back up. Let's go back to the um, phrase wheelhouse or whatever they say. Uh, I'm going to go seven kingdoms. And I'm going to go 15 stacks. 15 for seven kingdoms, the phrase. 20. I'm going to go 25. 25 to Gerard. I'll go 28. 28 to Fran. 29. 30. 29. 30. 31. 31 to Anthony. 33 for Good Iron Throne. 33 to Fran. 34. 34 to Anthony. 35. 35 to Evan. I'll go 36. 36 to Fran. A little rivalry going on right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> 36 going once. 36 going twice. Sold to Fran. 36 for the phrase. Seven kingdoms. All right, Steve. Oh, back to me. Hey. Mm. Um, Yeah, I will go with uh, one more phrase. Kingsguard. That hasn't been taken yet, right? Nope. Nope. Five, please. Five dollars for Kingsguard. Six. Six to Anthony. Eight. Eight to Evan. Ten. Ten. Twelve. Twelve to Evan. Twelve going once. Twelve going twice. Sold to Evan for twelve. Kingsguard. All right, Fran. The floor is yours. Uh, let's stay in phrases. For one, uh, I am going to bid Dragon Rider. Dragon Rider for one. I'm going to bid five. Five to Gerard. Ten. Ten to David. Fifteen. Fifteen to Anthony. Twenty. Twenty to David. Twenty-one. Twenty-one to Anthony. Twenty-five. 
25 to David. 26. 26 to Anthony. 27. 27 to David. 28. 28 to Anthony. 30. 30 to David. I'm out. 30 going once. 30 going twice. Sold to David for 30. Dragon Rider. Quite the quite the start there, Frant. Or not that one. Watching that watching that stag drop. Gotta, gotta chum the water. <laughs> All right, David, you are up. All right. I am going over to Team Black. The Sea Snake for 15. Sea Snake for 15. I'll go 18. 18 to Evan. I'll go 20. 20 to 25. Gerard. 25. 30. 30 to Evan. I'll go 32. 32 to Gerard. 35. 35 to David. I'll go 36. 36 to Gerard. 40. 40 to David. 40 going once. 40 going twice. Sold to David for 40 to Sea Snake. Good value on that. Anthony, you no longer have the least amount. Now you're hanging, you're hanging in there right in the middle of the pack. The phrase Dracaris for five silver stacks. Phrase five for five Dracaris. I can go six there. Six. Ten. Ten. Eleven. Eleven to Gerard. We'll go twelve. Twelve to Anthony. 12 going once, 12 going twice, sold to Anthony for 12. How many times did we hear Dracarys in uh, season one? Not enough. You were three times, (laughs) maybe. Probably more than once. That's not enough to pay 12 stacks for it. Exactly. (laughs) Usually done for dramatic effect. Right. But boy, you never miss it. Right. It is... It's the one where they just do that one episode where, for some reason, Sheep Stealer keeps saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted lamb. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't anybody saying Dracarys? <laughs> they don't think I can. All right. Gerard, you're up. All right. I'm going to go for a dragon. Um, I'm going to choose Vermex for 20 stacks. 20 stacks. Which one is this? Vermax. 20 going once. 20 going twice. Sold to Gerard. Wasn't Vermax uh, also part of the Betamax VHS Wars? Vermax? (laughs) Kind of tape? Uh, It's it's a cold sore ointment. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Get the generic. It's cheaper. It does the same. I think I saw that commercial when we were watching the uh, holiday, the Star Wars uh, holiday <laughs> film festival. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe the uh, Itchy was using Vermax. <laughs> yes, Itchy was. Uh, <laughs> Where are we at with Vermax? It was 20. 20, and it was sold, right? Yeah. Gerard, you're up again. All right, I'm going to choose a phrase, um, and I'm going to put... 15 on small folk. Ooh. 15 on small folk. Just don't say 
Dracarys when you're around small folk. <laughs> 15 going once. 15 going twice. And 16. Oh. Yep, I got the old out that one. All right. I'm going to the replay booth. <laughs> yeah, that's old. All right, Anthony, you're up. I'm going to propose from Team Green, Arik Cargill for one silver stag. Arik Cargill for one. I'll go three. That's her arc. Three to, three to Fran. Four. Four to Anthony. Four going once. Four going twice. Sold to Anthony. Anthony, this... you already have a team green, right? So is that your stranger? Oh, do I not have a stranger yet? You don't have I a don't think yet. you have a stranger yet. So is Sir Eric going in your stranger category? Yes, please. Okay. Or do you want to use him in your phrase? He'll be my new dragon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, you're up. All right, let's go with my lord hand for three. In the phrase category. My lord hand for three. Four. Four to Anthony. Five. Five to David. Five going once. Five going twice. Sold for five to David. All right, Fran. I'm going to phrase up. again. Can we take a quick uh, pause here? Sure. Um, Tara, do you need some time to catch up or are you doing okay? I'm fine. All right. Continue. I'm sorry. In this pause, can I ask David Erickson a question? Uh, you may. It's been, this has been eating me up. Should I have paid 48 for my grace? I really just can't get that out of my head. Would you, we're <laughs> neutral third party. I lost <laughs> it to Steve. Should I have paid 48 for? Yeah. Yeah. I think my, my grace. grace is, uh, is a pretty common phrase. I, I mean, it's every out of, yeah. For what was your lower bid on that? It, it was, I think it went for 47. So I would have had to yeah. pay 48. Yeah. For one stag, you blew it. <laughs> it's I'm really in my head right now. I think I mean, you need to take it off, like man. Me, I mean, I have no money. So He's sitting. He's sitting on a. So Evans in, in an interesting uh, situation, right? He's like sitting on a lot of stag, and he's got some. He's got some some prime real estate still available. So Heck yeah, I mean, you, you, I would tell you right now, don't sit there. This is this is just you know draft uh, a little, from one drafter to another. Sure. You, you can't you can't be sitting there wringing your hands mid draft. You got to look at this whole thing in total when it's all said and done. So if you if you're if you're in your head about something that's already gone. <laughs> you're already done bro uh, this is my first move forward. so I, I disagree you gotta worry about every little decision you make <laughs> <laughs> thank you Fran. i'm taking my eight-year-old daughter's uh um word of advice and just shaking it off because it's all about the taylor swift of it <laughs> okay good very good yeah if evans plays it right he can get the next three for whatever amount he wants i mean True. he controls it he controls the board. Hi, yeah. man, Dave. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's all that. about cash. <laughs> Rules everything around us. Stags rule everything around us. That's mm -hmm. what we've been saying since day one. All right, back to Fran. Take us. Take us where you're, where you're going to take us. Uh, let's go uh, phrases. I'm going to go with um, Valyrian Steel for one. Valyrian Steel for one. 
Say two. Two to Anthony. Two going once. Two going twice. Sold to Anthony for two. All right, Steve, you are up. Yeah, I was wondering if I was getting left out or not. (laughs) (laughs) I will take the phrase dragon back for two. Dragon back for two. Three. Three to Anthony. I'll go four there. Here you go. I'll go five. Five to Fran. Six. Six to Steve. Six going once. Six going twice. Sold for six. That's an amazing value. I just have to say for six stags, dragon back. It is. I was thinking the same thing myself. Oh, what a great, what a great auction. This guy. Solid value to be had here. I know Evan's just ready to just like, he's, he's, <laughs> you know, I just so you know, I mean, when it's all said and done, you don't actually get to keep any of the stags, right? I mean, like, they're <laughs> yeah, not yeah. real things. These are conceptual stags. Just... As I'm, I'm learning this. I'm, I'm learning but this. you can bank them for midseason pickups. So that is one strategy. Ugh. True. Maybe I'm banking them, Steve. That is an important point, I think, that Anthony, uh, of midseason strategies. That was my original strategy going in, was to, like, save all my money. And here I am with <laughs> 16 or something. So you're actually using fab. Is that right? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's a... That was maybe just for friend. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I'm, I'm with you there, Steve. All right. Good. good. Uh, all right, Evan. All right. Um, I am up. I'm going to uh, go into the black category and. I believe it's pronounced Sir Eric, the other twin. Am I saying that correctly? Sir Eric went. Okay, cool. Sorry. And I guess I need to say a price. I'm going uh, 15. Was that 15, 1, 5? 1, 5. 1, 5. 15. 16. 16, David, coming in there. Well, 18. 18. We've got my stranger spot I could use. Let's go 19. 19. This is, 20. I think everyone's just picking on Evan. 20 to Evan. All right, I'm out, Evan. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> 20 going once. 20 going twice. Sold to Evan. <laughs> that was, we were all waiting for the big hand drop. So one of these twins is worth 12 and the other one's worth 20. How does that work? Who sided with who? <laughs> Who did Eric side with? And that's why I paid 20. All right. (laughs) Who did Eric side with? Eric is uh, team black, I think. Okay. Eric is team green. I think that's the way it goes. Yeah, that's the way it goes. It was so hard to tell on screen. (laughs) It was like, who's who? And and the, the season was so dark. And so you're like, wait, is it that guy or is it that guy? No, it was really clever how everything sounded exactly the same. I thought that was really fun <laughs> exactly. way to not know what's going on when I'm doing a podcast. Good luck to Melanie for figuring out the scoring, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Evan, you got another shot at this. That is correct, don't I? Okay, so yeah. I'm going to go. This is Team Green, but I'm going to put it into my uh, stranger spot. And I'm going to go with my team team's namesake, Larry Strong. Start out 15. 15 for Larry Strong. 
Why can't they all just have names like that? Is that so hard? Larry. <laughs> <laughs> like Chuck Tough or something like that? That'd be dope. I'm going to go with 18. 18. I'm going to go 20. 20 for Larry Strong. 20 going once. 20 going twice. Sold. The only name in the show that could also be a monster truck. <laughs> And what that's about in your Hugh Hammer category. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Yeah, Hugh Hammer is pretty good. Adult film star Hugh Hammer. <laughs> uh, all right, it's Steve. You gonna bring a hammer or what? I'm bringing it. Um, hmm, not really. I lied. Uh, we'll go. Dragon. I need a Vagar. Three. Three. I'll go sex on Vagar. I'll six go ten. Ten to Anthony. Well, rich or something. <laughs> Twelve. Anthony, I don't think you can bet. Oh, yeah. I oh. can if I decide to punt <laughs> on yeah. If he's a phrase. <laughs> you can, yeah. No, I'll can, just, can... I'll just throw away sheets. Anthony, dealer. you're cut off. <laughs> Does that mean his bids are cut off too? How does that yeah, work? Yeah, yeah. I could choose uh, to begin with a negative five every week if I want to. Yeah, I asked that during the meetup. If you could bid on some uh, a character or a point earner that you don't have a spot for, and you said, "Yeah." Hey, Anthony's so Anthony's playing five. defense right now. <laughs> what are we so at? We're at tw- I think we're, we're at twelve. Oh, twelve. Okay. Twelve. Yeah. I, do I have the winning bid at twelve? I do, sir, I believe. 13. Oh, I'll go 14. 15 14 to Evan. 15 to Anthony. <laughs> what do I have left? Oh, uh, 16. 16 to Evan. 17. 17 to Anthony. You make me 20. You're going to make me do it. 20 to Evan. 23. 23 to Anthony. 25. 25 to Evan. This was my Vagar, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. This, really, right. this is really spiraled. <laughs> 25 going once. 25 going twice. Sold to Evan. 25. Anthony, were you just trying to deplete Evan's uh, stag? I just couldn't see Vagar going for under 10 stags. I thought there's no way Seemed that's going to. Yeah. And honestly, I would have. Vagar is so much better than Sheep Stealer. I would have just. Taking the negative on that one. So, Anthony, looking back, even though it was only one, do you maybe regret the sheep stealer at all? I mean, I absolutely, I do. I, I regret everything. I th- this whole auction has been a just a one debacle after the next. <laughs> <laughs> I will trade my entire team and all my stags for someone else's entire team and all their stags right now. <laughs> <laughs> all Tara would have to do is swap the names at the top. <laughs> You sound yeah. like dad, Anthony. He's always like down on his team and then he ends up winning. Does he? Yeah. Settlers Mom of Utah. Says... winner. <laughs> well, he gets his cities and Settlers of Catan up really fast. Well, what and I've seen with you, I've only played with your father a couple of times. And most of the time, his success is as big as a surprise to him as it is to us. <laughs> well, he instead of his strategy, he calls it his tragedy. Yeah. So you sound yeah. like dad. Yeah, he, I feel like yeah, it. 
he fails upward. <laughs> That's appropriate uh, for this subject matter. It's all one big tragic story. All right. So I have a question. So since Evan is full, does that mean he is no longer able to bid? He can yes, and he has to pass from here on out. Evan. And what happens with his remaining stags? Does that he's going bearing the rest of the he's going to bank them for yeah he's going to bank them for in season trades or whatever. I see. Okay. Or in season right. pickups. I got twenty eight stags. If anyone wants to trade me people on their team. <laughs> I mean, his team is done, and he still has the second highest amount of stags. Impressive. Um, how do you feel now, Evan? If we take a little temperature. I- I'm I actually I feel pretty strong about my team. I'm still kicking myself about my slash your grace. I think that's Spe- especially be- with all that extra stag. You I got. know <laughs> it was so dumb. It, was it so makes dumb. me so happy to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. <laughs> Man, I'm comfortable. <laughs> all right, Fran. Your key rival can no longer bid. So <laughs> I'm going to go to the stranger category and I'm going to go. Actually, I'll take that back. Let's go team green. Let's go Helena Hard, uh, Targaryen. Helena Targaryen. For how much? For one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, for one. I'm going to go five. Sitting out there, yeah. I'll go six. Six to David. Ten. Ten to Anthony. Do 11. 11 to Gerard. 11 going once. 11 going twice. Sold to Gerard for 11. So Helena was the one that liked... It was a... Uh, um... Studying insects, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. She, yes. She loves entomology and prophecy. Entomology, that's it. That That's the winning combination. Mm-hmm. That is an exciting And she is married to her brother, line. so that's the trifecta. Even it, better. Yeah, it, it, would be, it would be cool if I could foresee when a bug is about to land on me. <laughs> Imagine never walking into a spider web. It's pretty good. Power. That's a lot of power. That is a lot of power. Don't sleep on that power. All right, David, you are up. Believe in black. Is Rainey's Targaryen still available? Yes, she is. Yes, Rainey's Targaryen. An opening bid of two. Two for Rainey's. Bid five. Five to Gerard. Ten. Ten to Anthony. I'll do eleven. Eleven to Gerard. Eleven going once. Eleven going twice. Sold to Gerard for 11. And that's in your stranger category, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, and so you're done with your roster. All right. And now we go to Anthony. Narrow C for one silver stag. Raise narrow C for one stag. One going once. One going twice. Sold. Oof. I think that's good value. I think that's really good value. It is great value. So I'm done now. You are done. How do you feel? We just have David, Fran, and Steve to finish up. That is correct. Yeah, my team makes no sense at all. (laughs) Continue. I concur. Um Let it be clear that this game is not rigged. (laughs) Proof. The proof is. (laughs) For those of you that might have been wondering if the mastermind had something up his sleeve. Look, our house words are we're here to make friends. The best way to make friends is to let everyone else win. That's right. (laughs) Trying to figure out uh, 
because you started strong i mean like you had the two a's right i mean that was uh that was no, the, I... the initial <laughs> and then uh how many like <laughs> starting with two a's i think you're averaging what we're looking maybe c minus that's pretty good we'll, we'll defer pass a pass at the end <laughs> all right so we're going to the last day we're going through the snakes david you are up uh in the phrase category Aegon the conqueror for one Aegon the conqueror for one so for clarification this is when someone refers to the ancestor of the Targaryens the, the conqueror who is not a character in the show this has a historical referent not a character one going once one going twice sold Aegon the conqueror Sorry, sold to who? David. To David. Okay, great. Same value, or you know, same same price as a sheep stealer, but I wonder how the value will be. <laughs> Going to Fran. Uh, let's go from the uh, the stranger category. I'm going to go with uh, Masaria for two. Masaria for two. He's worth three at least. All right, three to Steve. <laughs> Three going once, three going twice. Sold to Steve. I got played. <laughs> All right, Steve, it's your open here. You still got Vermithor open. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, that's my last open category is dragons. So I'm going for Vermithor for one. Vermithor for one. Maybe he'll show up. <laughs> That was always a good strategy on the price is right. <laughs> One dollar. I'll go Vermithor for three. Vermithor for three to Brand. Worth four to me. Four to Steve. If he is a he. I'll lift the they, tail after them. They are worth four to me. Four going once. I'll go five. Five to Fran. Six. Six to Steve. Oh, I'm good. Six going once. Six going twice. Sold to Steve. Vermithor for six. So we're going to get to the end of this, and Fran is just going to be able to choose three bids of his choice for one stag each, right? Once everyone <laughs> else has filled in their roster. How did Fran do Fran that? will just was, choose yeah. the, the best three names available. Almost like he does this a lot. <laughs> Once or twice. Can I ask for a recount of what I have remaining now that my uh, I'm full. My roster is full now, by the way. Yeah, Steve, you have eight stags remaining. Hey, net gain. All right. All right. So that so that's your full. So that brings us back to Fran. Let's go Maley's, uh the Red Queen. There's uh, a bit of five. Five for the Red Queen. All yours. Oh, such a great value. Such a great value. All right. Going once, twice, sold. Fran for five. Maylees. Okay, for five, and that goes to Fran. Correct. All right, David. And is that your stranger? Uh, I have, that could be my dragon for now. Oh, it's your dragon. That's a dragon. Yep. Okay. All right. 
In black, which would be a stranger if I get it, Lady Reyna Targaryen. I already have uh, her. Off the board. Off the board, a long time ago, I'm sure. All right. Bela is there, though. I feel like people named Joffrey tend to be pretty great. <laughs> there is a Joffrey Valerian, just judging by the name. Probably a great guy. Just eye candy. <laughs> then I'll go with a, another dragon, Taraxes, since Joffrey flew him for a dollar. We're doing Taraxes for a dollar. Not dollars. Stuff no, stags. Or stags, stags. Sorry, stags. Look at, look at, look at that. Just. just just sitting on his pile of stags, Thanks. like, look, hey, I didn't, I didn't save all these stags for you to come out of here and 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 turn them into dollars. David, is that your stranger you category? It would be a stranger, yes. Okay, and that's Traxis. Assuming it's uh, going, going, gone. Yes. Yeah, Fran, Fran gave Ty- thumbs up. Going, going, gone. Tyraxes for a dollar. Okay. All right. Okay. David's so sitting on some Fran. serious stag, and now Fran, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, you, you can spend all sixteen. Um. On the table, um, let's go, um, let's go one dollar on. I'll count on the pl- being up north for a little bit more this year. Let's go with the wall. The wall. I hear that that's all, folks. Is also going to be used a lot this season. Um, just at the ending <laughs> of each episode. <laughs> and. For my final one, for my stranger, uh, and I'm just doing my, making sure that uh, I'm on the right here. Uh, no one selected Cyrax, so I'm going to take uh, Cyrax for one. Ugh, yikes. Yeah. yeah, that's great value. The same yeah, value as Sheep Stealer. Straight trade, straight trade right now. Let's do it. <laughs> Look, this is your last pick, okay? So how much could that really be worth? Look at how much earlier Anthony went with ships. (laughs) All right, kids. I'm proud of each and every one of you. You didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. Um, Any, uh, any, any uh, uh, feedback here? Who's got, who looks like a runaway at this point? Anybody? uh... I mean, I I love Evan's team. I I love Fran's team for sure. David Amond Targaryen could just take over as the the star of the show, depending on how much violence they bring into season two. Just supposed to be a lot of strong. My Lord Hand, that's a good one too. Yeah, Steve has some solid phrases, man. Hand of the King, Your Grace, Dragonback. I'm psyched. I'm so psyched. Solid phrases. Yeah, I I feel terrible about my phrases. Terrible about my phrases. Yeah, well, you could have Dracaris where they say it maybe once or twice this season. <laughs> do you guys want to like run through your list real quick? Just yeah, I think we should loud? do that. All right. So, David, your team. Yes, I am Team House of the Dog. I've uh, for Team Green. I've got Prince Aemon Targaryen. My black is the Sea Snake. Stranger went with a second dragon, Taraxes. Uh, then my first of three phrases is Dragon Rider. My Lord Hand, and my third phrase is Aegon the Conqueror, and my actual dragon spot is Caraxes. Evan? Uh, again, I am uh, Team Clubby McClubfeet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my green character is Otto Hightower. My Team Black character is Sir Eric Cargill. 
Uh, my stranger is our namesake, Larry Strong. My three phrases are small council, red keep, Kingsguard, and my dragon is Vagar. That's a good team. Strong. That's pretty solid. Strong. Yeah. Larry Strong may have been a mistake. I don't know if that was <laughs> smart drafting him. But seems like had he had to keep him in the, keep him in the family. To. Yeah, I had to. Um, Fran. Yeah, so uh, Gridiron Throne. Uh, team Green is Sir Kristen Cole. Team Black, uh, Queen Rhaenyra Targaryen. And then my stranger, uh, her dragon, Cyrax. Uh, my three phrases, Blood of the Dragon. Which I don't, I, I'm regretting that one. Uh, <laughs> phase two, or f- phrase two, Seven Kingdoms. The lone phrase I feel good about. Uh, and then phrase three, The Wall. And then my uh, dragon was Maley's. Excellent. Gerard. House Chrome. And my team green character is Queen Helena Targaryen. Team Black, uh, Prince Jaceres Valerian. Stranger, Princess Renice Targaryen. Um, my phrase one is the realm. My phrase two is the Arn Throne. My phrase three is small folk. And my dragon is Vermex, which was rogue by Jaceres. That's a good strong team too. Steve B. That's a team I want to hang out with, Jared. That's great. <laughs> I like that team. Just as far as likability. Small folk yeah. in the realm. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, yeah, I'm teams. What am I? No, I'm not team. I'm house sweet leaves um, for whatever reason. Um, my green character is King Aegon II, a Targaryen. My black character is also a Targaryen, Lady Rhaena. Masaria is my stranger. Um, I got my dragon. He's Vermithor. Hopefully he shows up at least once. The phrase, dragon back. Hell yeah. The phrase, you're my grace. Hell yeah. And the phrase, hand of the king. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, I am house placebo in a gazebo for Team Green, Alicent Hightower. For Team Black, Damon Targaryen. My stranger is Arik Cargill. My phrases are Dracarys, Valyrian Steel, and Narrow Sea. And my dragon is the fabled monstrous sheep stealer <laughs> i don't think you're that far off anthony i think you're doing okay there i appreciate like silver Thank, that's dealer. why you're here david that's why i'm here thank you so much i needed to that. shine you on make you feel better about yourself <laughs> you got right. Damon. before we uh before we call this a, a day i have got two things the first is that i would like to open this up for a round of trade proposals mm-hmm. If there's, if you can see right off, ah, I got to make that trade. I, I got to make this offer here and now. And you've got one in mind. Now's the chance. No one. <laughs> right. You guys lock, it gets locked down after this or what's the trade rules later? I think that we're leaving trades open until season one, season two begins. Got it. Yeah. I think on the discord, I have put like a, uh, a trade channel in there where that's specifically for that. And you're talking about trading amongst each other, not with what is available left over, right? So like trading if amongst trade, each trade other. Up, that's yeah, right. not if you wanted to trade like phrases out with what's left over. That's all locked. That uh that is all locked. Now, Fran, I do have a trade proposal for you. Okay. I'm gonna offer you two things. If one of them's sheep stealer, we're we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna offer now. you Damon and Valerian Damn. Steel. Woo-hoo. For Renera 
and Blood of the Dragon. Damn. Wow. That's a huge. <clears throat> that's a blockbuster. blockbuster. It's a blockbuster. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Do you want me to re- repeat it? No, you're good. Um, <laughs> I don't think I can do it. I, I don't think I can do it. Uh, only because, like, Valir and still definitely would be an upgrade over uh, any of the phrases I currently have, but not enough to move the needle for me to move off Rhaenyra. Mm. She, was, she went. She was the highest bid uh, in the entire draft. Um, I'm going to stick to her. It's hard to make that trade right after, right? I mean, you're sitting yeah. there, you're looking, you're looking at that draft position, the whole thing. It's I haven't even gone to training camp yet. Like, if it was da- if it was Damon and Dracaris, that might be enough. Mm. Okay, make the offer. Mm. Ooh, counter some, some stacks too. Make me throw in <laughs> stacks. <laughs> Make the offer. You're gonna want that fab. All bro. right, let's go. Um, Damon. Yeah. Rakaris. Yeah. Fifteen stags for uh, Rhaenyra and Blood of the Dragon. Done. Done. Holy cow! All right, uh, so let's <laughs> let's make sure that we get this down. Um, uh, would you would you write that out, Fran, and send that in an email, and I'll forward that to. Yeah. to I'll be that notarized. <laughs> Wow. So we're not, we're not, there's no um, small council to veto the trade. <laughs> Melanie's not here. Seems suspicious to me. Anyone else propose? Anyone else has something to propose? Everyone's happy with their team. All right. Now, here's the second thing I wanted to bring up. I feel like, so we just found out that the first trailer for house of the dragon drops tomorrow. So right. very, very possibly the other division is going to have a leg up on us. Wow. So I'm going to suggest that we do not provide them any extra help. Let's not give them any information about what happened here today <laughs> until they complete their draft. Are we all in agreement? Absolutely agree. Yeah. Love it. I mean, everyone wins here because now they don't know what you did with Sheep Stealer. <laughs> In fact, let's give <laughs> false information. Can you believe Sheep Stealer went for oh, hundreds right. of miles? Send it in, boy. That's right. Uh, the third, uh, that's the second dragon off the board. Okay. All right. David, how are you feeling about tomorrow? Uh, okay. It'll be interesting, especially if the trailer drops in time for them to yeah. uh, be able to do this. So, Fantastic. Steve, um, excellent job. We thank you for donating your time. Sure, sure. Um, Thanks, everybody. That was fun. Success. And thank you, Tara. And we'll call it a a successful auction. You're welcome. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye now. Good luck to Bar David.